your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Kaniacs, I am joined by a very special guest today. I am joined by Tony Kapaki. Frontman of Seattle-based hard rock band Dragged Under. How are you doing this afternoon, Tony? I'm well, thanks. Kaniacs, I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's what that. we all call each other. Um, so I will try to keep my fanboying to a minimum in this interview. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> would be, be lost on me. I'm, I'm like the least cool person ever. So don't, yeah. don't waste it on me. You sound somebody cool. <laughs> uh, well, I've had some people on, but... Well, I'm very familiar with you guys, you and Fluff, especially from YouTube over the years. For those that aren't familiar with you guys, can you give them a quick background of who you guys are and who you are specifically? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're musicians from the Seattle area and we, uh, we've, we've done some stuff on YouTube and uh, we work with, I mean, I work with a bunch of different YouTubers. So my, my daytime job is uh, like music management and artist management and advertising. So that's kind of how I met Fluff was, was helping him sell ad deals on his YouTube channel. So, you know, when he has like a sponsor video or something, um, usually it's me selling that space for him. So that's what I do. And um, we've kicked around with a couple other YouTubers and you might've seen us on some stuff on online and some videos, but uh, yeah, mainly we're just a couple of uh, music dudes from Seattle, just trying to, trying to put music back on the map out here. Cause it's been pretty stale for quite some time in Seattle. We haven't had, we haven't had like a big rock band, since like Nirvana, you know, or Pearl Jam. So it's been a long time since people have, you know, really considered Seattle like a music city. Yeah. Cause you mentioned you too. Like I remember on the Dickie Dine show with the whole raid shadow legend stuff. Of tra- no, it was war robots. That's what it oh, was. Yeah. I remember that. Uh, obviously rest repose. Like I have the t-shirt, the physical CD. I had the sign poster of all that. And I have y'all's vinyl behind me. So I'm, I've been following you guys for years, but you mentioned getting Seattle back on the map as a music city. But as far as professional sports, really all you guys have had have been the Seahawks ever since the Sonics left in the mid 2000s. I forget when it was. It's been a while, yeah. but what has the environment been like in Seattle and the surrounding area leading up to the Kraken's inaugural season and for this first little bit of the season? Um, it's, it's been cool. I mean, we have the Mariners, but they don't really oh, do I forget much. about the Mariners. Yeah, they're, they're not good. So it's pretty, it's easy to forget about them, especially when your football team's pretty good. But we, uh, I mean, the vibe has been good. Like the excitement, the energy about having a hockey team has been great. You know, like the seats are full almost every game. Um, or at least like 90% capacity plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just funny. Cause like growing up, you know, growing up a hockey player, like I started playing hockey when I was in my late teens and, uh, and like, I've, I've been in the culture for, you know, 20 years now or so. Um, and it's weird to like watch these people that don't really know much about hockey, like watch a hockey game because mm-hmm. they get excited about the dumbest shit. Like, you know, the, somebody will just like, like every shot on goal, they're just like, you know, it's a sense that they're like gasping or holding their breath. And it's just like, nothing's happening. Like, right. Take it easy. So, you know, for the, for the hockey fans that have been there for a long time, it's just a little bit weird to like, 
hear the rumblings in the crowd or like what they think is a penalty or, or, you know, their perception mm-hmm. of like what a good play is or something. It's just very different from, from somebody who like you or me, who's like an avid hockey fan who might play hockey or I coached hockey for three years. So it's like, it's just different. It's very different from what you'd expect like a regular hockey environment to be like. So the atmosphere in the stadium is a little bit more energetic, I think, mm-hmm. um, which is good, but our team sucks. So <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Right. Yeah. It's definitely one of those things of a learning curve for the fans. You look at Vegas, they're definitely learning more. You look at cities like Raleigh with the Hurricanes, Nashville where the Predators, those teams have been around for a little bit, the Hurricanes and the Predators. The fans here, they they really get it now. And then you're seeing that in Vegas. So definitely a few more years with yeah. Seattle, they'll get it. It's just one of those learning curves things. Yeah, it's um, interesting of the perspective that it gives you, though, on how many people are in a stadium. Like, there's uh, obviously we have to, so Seattle has the largest men's adult hockey league in North America. Um, so so we have like more active uh, adult hockey players, you know, like what they call beer league. Mm-hmm. So we have the biggest beer league program in North America. Um, that's very cool. Greater Seattle, which is crazy. It's a weird statistic. You wouldn't think that that would be the case. Um, but so so I would have thought that like the the people here were a little bit more privy to hockey and they like mm-hmm. would know they'd know what to expect. But like I said, when they go to a game, it's almost like they don't really know what a play is. Like they don't know when, when something cool is happening versus something that's just happening. You know, it's like every, mm-hmm. every shot on the, everything, every, every little movement of the puck, it seems mm-hmm. like a, a big deal to them. So that's been, yeah, really strange, but yeah, they'll figure it out. And it's been getting a lot more people into hockey up here too, which is, even crazier to think i think they've added just in the seattle area they've added like i want to say like five or six new sheets of ice that's very cool yeah which is more than most cities have you know we're we're looking into moving and every time i look at a new city i'm just like they have two ice rinks like austin or houston or in those places have like two or three ice rinks for the entire metro area mm-hmm. so there's nowhere to play but here there's you know five sheets of ice within a 20 minute drive from my house yeah, the Hurricanes have had the same effect on Raleigh and its greater area because you see the growth of junior hockey around here, college hockey as well. You have NC State University, their men's team. They're fixing to go for their fourth straight conference title this year, and they're doing a hell of a job so far already. But you see the same exact same thing here, and I think the longer the Kraken is around, you're going to see folks growing up with this team because that's what you see with a lot of the college teams around here. Hurricanes have been here for almost 25 years. A lot of these kids that are playing for NC State, UNC, Duke, they grew up watching this team. They saw Rod Brendamore, Eric Stahl, Jeff Skinner, all these other guys playing, and then then they that got them into it. Uh, Good buddy of mine, the uh social media guy for nc state he grew up big cam ward fan and cam did a lot for his family and he loves playing goalie so it's very it's gonna have that same effect there i feel yeah it's we've had junior hockey here for a long time you know so like Mm -hmm. that's been kind of propping up like our hockey scene for a long time um and you see it like we have a ton of juniors hockey programs, but yeah, it's only going to get more crazy because the, the Kraken added three brand new sheets of ice at their practice facility. Mm-hmm. So there's the one that they practice on. And then there's two other sheets 
but they all get used all the time. So they'll probably have like a crack in junior hockey league, much like I'm sure the ducks and the ducks have it. The Canes probably have it. Yep. Um, you know, it's just like they are affiliated junior teams and stuff like that. So that, that'll be fun to see. Cause there needs to be, I don't know. We almost need districting here uh, for hockey, like in Canada. I don't know if you're familiar with this, mm-hmm. but we live, we're, we're very close to the border here. So in Vancouver, they have districting like schools. Mm-hmm. So wherever you live or wherever you grew up, um, that's where you play hockey. Right. So, so what we, what we have is like these hockey legends, like um, Turner Stevens and um, you know, Mike Butters and these guys that are like old, like professional hockey players are these AAA coaches up here and the kids all want to go play at those organizations. And so like Everett, where I, where I was coaching junior silver tips program, um, nobody wants to go play up there because it's the furthest North. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, for you drive another 20 minutes, you can play for Seattle junior, you know, or, or the junior Thunderbirds, which is like mm-hmm. kind of sexier league to be in. It's, and it's, you know, all their friends are going there and then they go and, we almost need it up here to be like, no, you live near this rink. This is your rink. You need to play at this rink because we have too many kids going to two organizations. And then we have three or four organizations that don't have anybody playing for them. Right. Yeah. Hopefully you guys can definitely get something figured out in that regard. But you mentioned earlier, you're obviously lifelong hockey fan and this is the Kraken's first year. But before that, what team or teams were you following the most? Um, I'm a Ducks fan and I'll mm-hmm. still, I'm still a Ducks fan. I'm not, yeah. I'm, I wouldn't call myself a Kraken fan. I'll go mm-hmm. to the games. Um, I'll support them if they're doing well, you know, like if they right. go to the playoffs, I'll, I'll support the team and um, bandwagon a little bit. Right. Cause it's my hometown but, yeah. now, anyway, but I'm from Southern California originally. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the Ducks were my first team and that'll probably be my team forever. Um, and now they're finally good again, which yeah. is great. They're, I mean, not, they're not amazing, but they're, they have young guys that are like coming up doing cool stuff. They're good goalies. Finally, mm-hmm. a team we don't really have to worry about. And the last four years or whatever, five years of rebuilding, it was just like tough to watch. So yeah, um, I'm, I'm like, sorry about that win streak that we snapped. Yeah, that was pretty messed up. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, mean, but, I honestly kind of expected it. Like the Canes have been really great this year. What are you going to do? Like mm-hmm. I, I was it was a, a soft goal. I mean, Gibby should never have let that in, but it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, would have liked to at least walk away with one point from that game. But yeah, I mean, I'm actually, I actually love watching teams like the Canes do what they're doing. Like it's been an underdog team forever. You know, nobody ever gave a shit about them. Mm-hmm. And like, they start to make some buzz from last year and like the bunch of jerks thing. And, and now they're like, now they're a winning team, which yep. is cool. To see. And we have your old coach and he's not doing shit. So <laughs> yeah. Or uh, you are you guess our GM? GM. Yeah, yeah, Ron Francis. He was. I'll ask about that later for sure because I already have that down here. But the, we were talking about the Hurricanes, um, and they're you, well, Ron Francis having been there in Seattle. But the Kraken also have two former fan favorite Hurricanes on their roster with Hayden Flurry, who was in Anaheim for a mm-hmm. little bit, and then Morgan Geeky as well. How would they look so far to you this season? Uh, I honestly don't even think Hayden Fleury has been playing that much. Um, yeah, I don't believe he has. Which is a bummer, too, because I, I was excited for him to be on the Ducks. I wanted to watch him play, and I thought he was going to be good for our team. But, yeah, they haven't really done much with him. Um, but Geeky, Geeky's been pretty good. I think he's uh, – I mean, I don't have any stats in front of me. And, and like I said, I'm not really actually actively watching the Seattle mm-hmm. team. 
Um, but I, I would guess that he's probably up pretty up there for points. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, n- nobody, nobody, uh, you know, to be frank, nobody really excites me um, uh, on, on the team. Like, it's funny. Cause even like, there's like all the stuff with like Brandon Tanev and like, Oh, turbo. And it's just like, who, who gives a shit? Like mm-hmm. he's not a good player. He's not a, the dude's not a, I don't think he's a game changer, right? He's not like an, he's not like a first line forward or anything in my mind. I, I don't see him honestly ever being somebody that will be like a, the only reason I feel like he'll, he'll be like a franchise guy is because of like the lore, right? Like, Oh, he makes funny picture. He makes funny faces when he does his pictures. And it's just like, who gives a shit? Let's win a fucking game. Right. So that's kind of where I've been at. Like, you know, the dude's got nine points in 17 games. Mm-hmm. He's, he's not, he's a half a point per, per game player. Like he's not good. And, and I, I don't even know, I wouldn't even know, to be honest, I'm just going to jump on online here and just look. Cause I don't even know who our best player is probably Eberly, mm-hmm. but, but even him, even, I mean, I don't even know that he's been doing that well this year. Grubauer's a train wreck. The dude can't stop a, a single thing. So yeah, I don't know. Right now, I'm I'm not I'm not overly excited for the future of our team. Uh, you know, we're four twelve and one, so not even close mm-hmm. to five hundred hockey. Um, and and it, I I'm honestly kind of surprised because I I did not expect I did not expect it to take very long for a team like this to to like get their wings and go, especially with how we saw Vegas. Mm-hmm. Now, Vegas came out of the out of the shoot, and it was like. They couldn't be stopped. They went to the Stanley Cup Finals in their first year as a team, or something like yep. that. So it's yep. like you think now you're like, oh, well, that's going to be every every expansion team. And honestly, it makes sense. Like, how could you not think that? Especially with like how many good players there were out there. But Seattle left Tarasenko on the table. They didn't draft him. There was like a bunch of dudes like that where it was like, why the fuck would you pick these guys? Like, out of all the dudes you picked. And, and there's some dudes that have been like, I think our best people have been like all the sleepers, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, like well, you uh, do Ryan, have Ron Francis as your GM. So yeah, well, that's true. I mean, he, he kind of turned the Canes organization around though. Didn't he? Eh, not really. Okay. Yeah, no, you did. No, he, he was definitely made some questionable moves. He was not the GM whenever they won the Stanley cup. I think he may have just taken over when they went to the conference final in 2009, or it was like right after, but for the most part, he was the GM through that decade of irrelevance. And then when Tom Dundon bought the team at the end of the 1718 season, and then he got rid of uh, Francis then and brought Don Waddell in and then they, turn things around so francis he he definitely makes some questionable moves that's for sure yeah i i've definitely been um i've I've also been pretty unhappy with the the whole like mark giordano thing i don't think they ever should have drafted him or i guess i guess it's a draft but i don't think they ever should have taken him i think the dude he's a fucking dinosaur he's he's 38 and he he plays like it right like Mm -hmm. There's other dudes that are older in the league, like Getzlov, you know, he's older, but he's, he's like one of the top 10 points guys in the league right now. It helps that he's playing on a line with Troy Terry, but still like, there's nothing, 
there's nothing going on for this team right now. And I think it's what most about frustrates me the most about it is people in Seattle are pretty fickle when it comes to like the sports teams. Right. So mm-hmm. they're going to, they're going to be like, all right, well, our team, this team sucks. So we're just not going to go to the games anymore, which is how they do it with the Mariners. That's why the Mariners can't get any traction because they're not good. So people don't want to go watch them play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it, and it's, it's like, I think, I think last year, or this last season, a couple months ago, like they had a game where it was like the 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 closest to selling out it's ever been in the last like twenty years or something, and it was because they if they won that game, they would have gone to the, to the playoffs for the first time in like since Griffey. Um, so yeah, we we just have a storied history with sports. You know, we 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 rarely have good sports teams all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like these dynasty cities, you know, like New Yorks or Bostons or St. Louis's where or Tampa where you'll get mm-hmm. multiple teams winning the championship in a row. Like, I don't think we've ever known what that's like. Cause it, cause when the Mariners were good, the Seahawks were shit. Um, and yeah, I don't know that we'll ever have like multiple good teams at the same time in the, in like the top five sports, you know, the hockey, basketball, baseball, football, um, and then MLS. Mm-hmm. People actually here are really, really into the soccer team, which again. Soccer is growing here as well. We have, the courage which is one of the top nwsl teams we have north carolina fc which is a lower level men's team and then they have charlotte mls which is or charlotte fc which is making their mls debut next season um yeah so soccer is growing here as well but we've obviously been talking about the kraken and their struggles and the hurricanes are one of the top teams in the league right now and the hurricanes are making their first ever trip to Seattle on the 24th, whenever this episode will go out. What do you feel the Kraken needs to do to be able to win this game or at least make it competitive? Man. Folks, Thanksgiving is upon us. And you guys know how much I love Thanksgiving, but sometimes you want a yummy dessert and treat that isn't so full of calories and sugar. And I got the perfect one for you. It is Built Bar. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert, so you can feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and to be quite honest, that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein to go along with it. So replace that coconut cream pie with a coconut Built Bar. Or go for a raspberry built bar instead of that raspberry pie. There are lots of good flavors for anyone to enjoy. Built bars are low calorie, low carb, low fat, and high protein. And regardless of the flavor, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. Built bar is great for when you're hungry, and it doesn't just have to be Thanksgiving. Say you're working tonight and you get hungry at work, rather than going and getting some junk food or anything like that. Go get a built bar. You will thank yourself later for it. And at your family gatherings this week, you can share some with your family. You never know. You may turn your aunt, uncle, cousin, mom, or dad, or anything to built bar, and they will love you for it. And they will love built bar. And built bar has new surprises coming all month long with limited time flavors arriving regularly at built.com. So check the website often. And there's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday. So mark your calendar because Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. So go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order when you use promo code LOCKED15 
for 15% off at built.com. Uh, so I, I, like I said, I'm not paying a lot of attention to them. Mm-hmm. I still watch the ducks, but the game that I was at when they, when the ducks played them is the shots on goal differential uh, mm-hmm. quickly got away from them. Right. So that the game started and it was like, I don't know. And at the end of the first period, I think it was like 15 shots to four or something like that. So they have to get shots. Like that's right, number right. one because, and even just by the numbers and they, they Gibby Gibby was only, he was only saving like, I, I think at seven fifty. I think his save percentage was that night. So it wasn't like they couldn't beat them. They just didn't put enough shots on him early to wear him out. And then they pulled the goalie and they got the couple extra ones, the, the nail in the coffin, but yeah, they got to get some more shots on. So the, the mm-hmm. offensive prowess needs to be there. Um, I think their defense is generally pretty strong. Um, just from watching it, I sat behind Grubauer for two mm-hmm. periods because I wanted to watch the Ducks score on them. Right. Um, and uh, Grubauer has to make a lot of like double or triple saves, uh, at least in that game. Um, and you know, for a goalie, like that's, that's a killer. Like you, you make the first one and then your team's got to help you out on the second and third, but he had to make a couple of like big, uh, big rebound saves. So truthfully, they have to get rid of Drieger, right? Their backup goalies shot in two games. He's got less, under 800. Um, both your goalies are uh, above 900. So it's like, you know, even your backup goalie hasn't lost a game. Mm-hmm. Um so that's that's a big thing is we don't have we don't have a lot of depth uh, in our mm-hmm. goalie department. So Grubauer is fine, he's okay, eight seventy five percentage. So a, a workable, I suppose, if you get enough mm-hmm. shots on the other goalie. But like, just by a numbers game, if they can't if they can't outshoot their the opposing team, they'll almost never win because Grubauer yeah, is yeah. guaranteed to let in at least one one or one more goal on average than most goalies in the league per game. Right, Anderson's sub two. Right, he's one point eight nine for goals against average, and Grubauer's almost three and a half. Yeah. So you know, if they if they go even for shots, you guys will win by almost two goals. Yeah, and I do feel there's the both goalie stats are definitely affected by the lack of depth in front of them as well. Because if your team's sure. leaving you out to dry, then you can only do so much. Because that yeah. had been an issue with the Hurricanes in a few games this year of them leaving Freddie out to dry on some stuff. And while he can make one or two really good saves on a shot, there is going to be that rebound where if you're not helping your goalie out, then he can only do so much. Yeah. We have to, you know, like we we need, we need more good players. This is really what it Mm -hmm. is. Like I, I'm, I'm surprised that, that out of, uh, you know, a draft like that, we weren't able to come away with a better team. Um, I think a lot of people were surprised about that. Yeah. And I'd have to look at, like, look at the, the numbers and just see like who, who was left out there, but like, I, I'm going to just uh, so see if we can find Sanko's numbers on the year. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm pretty sure, you know, they didn't take him because they were worried about his health. Right. They were like, Oh yeah, he's, he's, he's hurt or whatever. He's almost a point per game player right now. Mm-hmm. you know 16 games and 14 points so he's he's doing pretty damn good uh for himself and his team and it's definitely somebody that we we could have taken and just didn't and i think they could have been aggressive and, and could have gone after uh you know eichel um mm-hmm. they didn't do that so just shit like that where it's like 
it's obvious that this is not going to be our year. That's fine. Like most people are okay with that, but what the fuck are you going to do about it? Yeah, like, let's yeah. start, let's start going. Okay, cool. This, this team we got like this ragtag bunch of dudes to this brand new team. It's not working out. Let's, let's, let's kind of like, let's kind of scorch earth and kind of rebuild right now so that we don't lose this active, excited audience that we have, mm-hmm. you know, like all these brand new kids and like new, new parents and people getting into the sport. You're going to lose all those people. If you can't get them excited about your brand new spanking new team and arena, um, no one wants to go watch this team. They're second to last in the entire NHL. Yeah. And, and you know what? They're not that many games ahead of uh, Arizona. It's, wow. it's pretty, it's pretty close right now. They, uh, I think they're like three points ahead of Arizona and it's like not a good place to be in. So I, I saw a funny thing on Twitter the other day. It was like the Kraken's right where they belong, the bottom of the Pacific. I did see that. That was really funny. It hurt me a little bit, but it's still <laughs> just like, like it's, it's not my team, but it does still. They're your you hometown to, team. Yeah. You want to be able to go to the game and be like, they're not going to get their asses kicked. But the nice thing is you can go because especially when you're not from here, like you're a transplant like me, I can go to the game and be like, my team's going to win. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. So I get to, I still get to go watch my team, you know, beat up on Vancouver uh, and Seattle and, and, you know, two in a row. Yeah. But that's yes. kind of nice. But, yeah. uh, but I would love, you know, my, one of my buddies on my hockey team's name is Kevin. He's a Canes guy. He's from North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's going on, uh, on uh, the 24th to watch him and, He's he's excited because he knows it's a win. Basically, it's pretty much a slam dunk, and he'd be hard pressed to to find you know a, a team that's that's any hotter than the Carolina Hurricanes right now. So it's fun to go into the building with your you know your team's jersey on, and just know that everybody there is mad about it, and you're gonna walk out with a win. Yeah, and you mentioned the Hurricanes being a very hot team right now. And you're talking about how really no one on the Kraken has really stood out to you so far this year. Who on the Hurricanes has stood out to you? We've obviously talked about Freddie Anderson a little bit, but has there been anyone else? I mean, I play goalie, so that's kind of what I watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I play forward too, but I, I mostly like watching goalies. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Anderson definitely, especially because he's he's a former Duck. Mm-hmm. You know, him, him and Gibson won uh, an award a couple of years ago yeah, for being Jennings Trophy. Yeah, Jennings for being the, the best tandem goalie duo. And I think that these guys will probably win it this year. Anderson will probably win it again. Mm-hmm. If Ronta keeps doing what he's doing, they'll be fine. Um, but I mean, obviously Sebastian Ajo, I've had my eye on him for a long time. Um, and it's cool to finally start seeing him do some stuff. Like, I mean, he's always been good. Right. But, but I think he's getting the recognition that he deserves now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, those are the only, the, the only other person that really excites me. I think, um, there was another dude, because I was because they played they played the Ducks the other night that was kind of tearing them up a little bit. Um, maybe it was Teravinen that I was that I kept watching and kept being like, "Damn, this guy's good." Tavo is very very good. He is uh, definitely a top tier playmaker, and while he doesn't shoot the puck a whole hell of a lot, he definitely creates some amazing shots for other people, and it's. A definitely a joy to watch him play and he's very dry in his sense of humor if you ever get to talk to him i'm sure he is i mean a lot of those like i mean it's tough like a lot of these guys that are like you know russian born guys they don't speak the language mm-hmm. they don't always, don't always get the nuance 
Um, but I feel like they'll pick it up. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man. I mean, just looking at the stats, it's like there, there's, it's pretty heavily weighted, um, you know, and towards Carolina coming through here and, and kicking some serious ass. So my prediction is they put up at least five goals. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier about how the Kraken really need to make some moves and do some stuff. And the Kraken have a lot of ties to the Hurricanes organization between Ron Francis, John Forslund, Hayden Fleury, Morgan Geeky, as well as some other folks in the front office. And do you see all those ties maybe creating a little bit of a easier path to making some business moves, whether it be trades, whatever, or do you see that maybe creating a little bit of a rivalry of the hurricanes being like, look, y'all are just trying to be West coast Raleigh or something like that. Um, I don't, I, I think that if I was a hurricanes fan, I would just be like, I wouldn't think much about it. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't, I don't put a lot of thought to where old ducks players end yeah. up or old coaches end up really. Um, with the exception of like, you know, the one year like Matt Bolesky went to the Bruins and was like one of the top point guys that, that kind of bothered me. I was right, paying a lot right. of attention there. Um, yeah, uh, you know, or when they trade players that I really like, uh, mm-hmm. then, then I, I pay a little bit of attention to where they're going and, you know, what they end up doing. But I don't think that a lot of Hurricane fans are that worried about it. I think they're no, like, they're not. It's just very much funny of it being oh it's west coast raleigh of them having yeah. so many people there and i wonder i wonder why that is i don't know if maybe that's just because of ron francis and he was like oh, oh there's this kid you got to watch this kid like we got to get this guy and maybe he kind of had his eyes on some people that because that's probably the team he still roots for right he's the organization he was with for a long time mm-hmm. so i'm sure he still kept his eyes in that area a lot uh, and was looking for um people that he could take that knew him and that would that would trust him mm-hmm. and that's a big thing right as like a gm or a coach is you want the players that you know will play for you right um, and that's like that's a big thing like even in like youth hockey we see it like a lot of kids will follow a coach mm-hmm. you know like when when turner stevens left our organization our triple a to go to seattle junior be their triple a coach a shitload mm-hmm. of kids followed him yeah um, and, and that's like the, it doesn't stop. Like these kids, they want coaches that they trust, that they know that will give them ice time, that they know it's like they can do no wrong in their eyes. Right. And sometimes that hurts the team, but a lot of these guys are not thinking about the team. They're thinking about their career. How yeah. do I, how do I not get cut from this team permanently? How do I be a professional hockey player for 10 plus seasons so I can actually make a living and retire? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I think uh, I, I don't, I think that right now the only thing Hurricanes fans are thinking is this is tight. <laughs> I'm just going to enjoy this moment. And uh, and you should, because they don't happen, you know, like, especially for a team like Carolina seasons like this don't happen very often. And uh, hopefully they continue to, but you know, as a Ducks fan, it's like, we'll have those seasons where you just can't be stopped. Look at the, the Vancouver when the president's trophy, what, two years in a row mm-hmm. and got shit on in the playoffs both times. So, you know, things, things happen. And, and it's, it's, there has to be teams at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. And, uh, you know, King of Carolina has been there yeah, many times and every team will be there again. You know, even, even look at the bottom of it now, it's surprising to see teams like Chicago um, so far down in the standings mm-hmm. and, and you go to the top of the standings and you're like, what the hell, Florida, Carolina, Toronto, what's happening? Yeah. Very true. It's definitely crazy to think about how, 
teams change. It's just like I've said multiple times of it almost just feels like a change in the guard type period of you see teams that have been on top for so long, like Chicago, that they're starting to fall off. And you're seeing newer teams like Carolina and Florida and other teams like that make their way to the top. And you see it in hockey. You're seeing it in football as well. Right. Yeah. Buccaneers. Sure. Yep. The Dodgers in the last. Yep. You know, the Dodgers as well. You've seen these teams that have been like the the history of their team is being losers and then they're winning, they're winning the pennants, you know, and it's, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, the Ducks will claw their way back up to the top, but I kind of like seeing that though. And it's funny because in hockey, it, it truly is one of those things where, it's not like basketball, right. Or football where like hockey's a team sport, but there's only, there's only five of you out there. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit like more like, like uh, basketball actually, where um, one person can, can really make the difference on a whole team. Mm-hmm. You know, Steph Curry goes to, you know, golden state and now they're winning titles. Now they're like a real team, a team that no one cared about ever. Like no one talked about golden state Warriors before that. You're saying that with the Hornets with Lamella. Yeah. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, guys like, guys like, uh, what's the name? Zion. Mm-hmm. Like, Down these, north. Guys, these guys will go to these teams and change them overnight, essentially. So it can be a little bit like that, whether you get like a, a really strong goalie, right. Who just kind of becomes a brick wall for you. And for us, like Gibson was kind of that change for us. Um, or you get like a top, top five in the league forward, mm-hmm. you know, like a Troy Terry or a, um, Sebastian Ajo or uh, a Connor McDavid, if you're if you're so lucky, yeah. Um, and it can change your whole team. The Oilers were nothing before that dude, and they got mm-hmm. what like four first round picks in a row, like four first yeah. number picks in a row or something like that. Yep. They were trash for years, and mm-hmm. they get this one guy, and now they're what fifth in the entire league. So you know it can really be like that, where where one dude can change. And there's there's a lot of good guys on that team, but they were already there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Drysaddle's not new. That just right. took a little bit of time for them to find another dude to like put it all together by himself. He probably has, you know, well, actually Drysdale has most points in the league right now, but mm-hmm. when you're playing on a line with guys Connor like McDavid. Pretty, pretty hard not to get a shitload of points. Yeah. Very true. Uh, so you just pass it to him, let him do his thing and rack up your points. It's Thanksgiving. And we all know what that means. Football and nothing goes better with football than Turkey and betting. BetOnline has you covered for all of the holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all of the sports action this Thanksgiving. So head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON. That's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON. And it's not just for football. BetOnline has pro and college hoops action, NHL, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, we're stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I I like seeing... What, you know what we're, what we're going to see from these young people like the next group of young guys it's actually been I, i've been pretty surprised at how lackluster like the the draft have actually been 
Because they're like the number one draft pick from last year. Yeah, Connor Power. He went back to college. Yeah, and then the other there was like the other dude, uh, something or other. Uh, uh, Alexei Ray- Lafreniere in New York. Yes, he's yeah. been and kind of he, meh. His team's doing okay, right? Yeah, but, yeah. Rangers are doing all right, but he's definitely still definitely finding his footing. But thankfully yeah, first, for the Hurricanes, our first round pick from twenty twenty, Seth Jarvis, he's doing great. Yeah, <laughs> he scored was- the game winner against Anaheim. Yeah, we don't talk about it. <laughs> Gibson scored the game winner. God, he should have stopped that. I don't know if you watch the game. It was in his pad. He just like mm, yeah, fell backwards it. and it popped out. Um, yeah. But yeah, Alex Lafreni has got 17 games played in five points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it so, definitely you know, could just be a late bloomer type thing. Uh, maybe, but that's not what you want from your your like first overall. That guy should go yeah. straight to the NHL, hit the ice, and be yeah. ready. Yeah, he should definitely be ready to go. Hopefully, he'll get his feet under him soon but now i do have some listener questions for you uh first one is what got you into hockey very simple question you mentioned obviously you played hockey you coached hockey you've been around hockey your entire life but at the end of the day what got you into it in the first place um i was uh i was dating a girl and uh she actually got me into hockey i was like you know, growing up playing like hardcore punk music, like there's a mm-hmm. very, there's like a lot of crossover world, um, mm-hmm. punk, hardcore and hockey. I don't know why, but a lot of the dude scene seems to like me because it's a violent sport. I don't know, but mm-hmm. I was dating this girl and she got me into hockey actually when we were, I think I was like 17 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, she got me into pro hockey. I remember going to try to sign up for hockey when I was a kid with my dad and, uh, you know, I played baseball for years and, and baseball is like $200 a season. They give you like a piece of shit t-shirt. You go up to get your own gear and you just show up to the field and mm-hmm. you have like eight, eight or 12 games or something like that. Um, and it's super cheap for a, like a, you know, two or three month season. And then we went to go sign up for hockey one year when I was probably like 12 or something, 13, maybe. Um, and uh, the, uh, they, we, we were asking like, what are the rates? Like how much is it to play hockey? And you know, it's, thousands of dollars a season to play mm-hmm. hockey because you have like the ice fees and there's not ever enough. It's not like baseball where you all play at one field, right? For right. people who don't know when you play hockey, it doesn't matter. There's almost never enough people in the one organization that you skate at to make more than like two or three teams. And then there's the skill tiers. So like you'll have like your 12 and under a B and C teams. There's not, there's not enough teams to, for all the 12 year olds to play different people at their same level. And they don't really do it like that. So there's a lot of travel involved. You have to sometimes go to the other side of the city for the day. No big deal. And then a lot of the times, if you're in an area like we're in, you do uh, like a international leagues, which is um, PACAHA, right? Pacific Canadian uh, Amateur Hockey Association or something like that. And you go to Canada and you play these teams and sometimes it's on a school night you know, and like, it's just ridiculous. Like the, the, the high level of expectation for young people in the sport is a bit absurd to me. And that's something that I've, that's one of the reasons I stopped coaching. Cause I, I couldn't really get behind the whole, like, we'll just stop doing this other thing and try to do this thing. Like we had, a, we had goalies that were like, could have gone and played probably div two or div one college hockey, maybe gone on to pros. And it was like, they, they were also really good baseball players or football players or something. And they were like, yeah, but I'm, I'm already being scouted for baseball. 
mm-hmm. you know, and it was just like, well, fuck, how do I argue that? Very like, true. You know, like goalie is a crazy hard position. They don't have like, it's not like baseball where they have 15 pitchers, you know, or whatever. It's like, you're the goalie or you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was anyway, but, but the point is, um, I just got into hockey through friends and a girl that I was dating at the time got me into like excited about professional level hockey, mm-hmm. but I've always been, I've always been intrigued by hockey from a young age. Right. You know, you mentioned there being crossover with your hardcore punk scene and hockey. Now this is a funny one. Uh, what bands out there do you feel would make good hockey players and vice versa? What hockey players would make good musicians? Oh man, that's a good question. I man, I feel like hockey players are. It's such a crazy sport where it's not like football where I can be like, oh, this this band's really big, so they'll be good. Mm-hmm. Or like it's just a, such an athletic sport. You have to learn how to skate. And you have to be coordinated. So I would say drummers are probably the best because typically they're like the most. They get the most cardio, mm-hmm. um, and they're usually the most ripped. Right? They're always the guys with their shirts off, and their hand-eye coordination is better than probably a mm-hmm. lot of the other guys out there. Um, and then like singers of bands, like singers of like aggressive high energy bands. Cause the cardio is crazy, right? There's a lot of crossover. They're like burst skating and skating as fast as you can for 20, 30 seconds and then getting off. Um, it's a little bit like that when you're on the stage, you know, trying to do like the, get through this verse or get through this chorus. Like sometimes you're like blackout out of breath at the end of them. Um, but I think a lot of like, as far as being musicians, who the hell knows? Like, again, it's something that takes so much time to learn. I think yeah. most of the guys could probably become good musicians because they have that dedication to training and learning. But these guys, like hockey players, are so, like professional hockey players, especially, like mm-hmm. you can be, you can accidentally become a professional band in like a short amount of time, right? Mm-hmm. Like Dragon has only been a band for like two years. Um, but, but I do other things in the meantime, like it, Professional hockey players, if you've ever met one, they all that they have ever done is played hockey. Mm-hmm. They're not like they're not like football players or basketball players. It's like, oh, I started playing football in high school and I guess I'm good. I'm big and fast. So I'm a great football player. Like they have to hone these skills from the time they're like six. And that's why you have so much cool old footage of these guys like Connor McDavid when they're babies, essentially skating on the ice and dangling kids because that's all they that's all that they've ever done. And that's the only way you get to where they are. So I don't know that any of them would make good band guys, at least not initially, but I think they all probably could mm-hmm. just take, it just takes some time. Like most of these guys, professional like golfers and hockey players don't know anything else besides those things. Right now, one final listener question. This is a older one. This was put, this was put in as soon as I made the announcement that you're coming on the show. Oh, nice. Um, what artists are you looking forward to? to seeing play at the new climate pledge arena the most um i i don't often go to shows that size Mm -hmm. very very rarely but i actually just saw when we were there the other day there was a poster there for there's two shows i was like damn i probably will go to these Mm -hmm. one was a ghost in volbeat oh that sounds good yeah and ghost puts on a crazy show especially Mm -hmm. in the arena uh and the other one was john mayer Mm-hmm. playing his new stuff and i'm really into his i've been i like john mayer a lot i actually have his signature guitar right here but Very his nice. new stuff is like really good so um that'll be fun i'll probably go to that um and then i know like blink 182 was there like a couple years ago before they rebuilt the arena mm-hmm. um the 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 arena itself is kind of weird because it's climate pledge right so like 
they the one thing they do that's sick that's like the coolest thing they do but also the lamest thing they do is they have like these cups uh refillable plastic cups and it's 10 bucks you get unlimited refills they have just out and drinks around the arena i thought that was really cool um because usually it's like 10 bucks for a one drink yeah and so this is how they incentivize you to to not buy a one-time use thing like get this one it's cheaper we'll just give you unlimited soda so i like that but they don't give you a lid or a straw oh really yeah so you just set your drink down on the ground or in the cup holder and it's just like who the hell knows what's you know flying around the arena people yelling and screaming or or on the floor like Mm -hmm. stuff rolling down from the top of the rafters like it's just weird to not have like a lid on your drink i get it it's like i said but i i would hope that they'll eventually put like souvenir lids like the cup's made out of plastic like Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna throw the cup away like we're not reusing the cup like it's not really creating less waste i guess it is kind of but it's like you're already creating a wasteful thing. Like it's not like it's a biodegradable paper cup you're giving me. Mm-hmm. I'm just, so that, that's one of the things like I don't really get, they don't have a lot of bathrooms there either. Um, like a lot of other arenas have that I've been to have way more bathrooms than this mm-hmm. one. Um, but yeah, I'll probably, I'll probably go to a few different shows. There just, there hasn't been any that have been announced yet that I've been really excited about. Um, but hold on. Let's, I'll check the calendar right now. We'll see, we'll see what's going on. There might be something there that I haven't seen yet. Right. Uh, WWE. There you go. Oh, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Uh, They're going to be at PNC Arena next month. Yeah, I might go to that. Um, the weekend was canceled. That was in March. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's nothing. That, like This is what's happening. Uh, Billie Eilish, Journey. Dua Lipa, Tyler Creator, New Kids on the Block. <laughs> so I'm not going to get any of those. Sean Mendez, The Killers, Swedish House Mafia, 21 Pilots. Maybe 21 Pilots because mm-hmm. Sky's playing bass for them now. Uh, right. It'd be cool to go see them play. Uh, but yeah, so far, I think a lot of it's just because the, it's a new place and they haven't had time to fill the calendar in. Very true. Probably weren't sure that it was going to be finished. Very, um, very true. So, yeah, they probably had to be like, let's just wait and we'll see what happens. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure that there'll be something. Yeah, I would definitely say, like, the one I'm looking forward to the most is not at PNC, it's at the Ritz in Raleigh. It's Kill Switch Engage, August Burns Red, Light the Torch. Yeah. Really looking forward to that one. Yeah, I don't know I if that's that. coming out this way, but I'll, I'll be there if it does. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to that one because I was it was actually before it got rescheduled, it was actually going their Raleigh date was going to be on my birthday in 2020. So I was really looking forward to that. But now I'll be going in February. You know that you know what I did miss though, actually the other day, the Eagles were there at the climate climate pledge on the fifth and the sixth. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to go to that. And then uh Hailstorm and Evanescence was there on the seventh. That'd be nice. Hailstorm was my first concert I ever went to. Hailstorm, I feel like that'd be a lot of fun. Yes. Um, Foo Fighters were there uh, in, in October. And uh, yeah, other than that, there hasn't been a whole lot of uh, bands or uh, artists to come through there that I would have been like really excited. The Doobie Brothers and Steely Dan were there though. Oh, that, that uh, one would have been pretty good. In June, I would have liked to go to that. That one would have been good. But I do want to thank you, Tony, for coming on the show. This was really, really fun. Really fun for me as a fan of you. So that was really cool. But 
Thanks, dude. Yeah. Where can everyone find you on social media? Uh, I'm on Instagram. It's at pretty good Tony. Um, and that's really the only social media that I use. I don't add people on Facebook that are not my friends or family that I know in real life. Mm-hmm. So that's the best one is Instagram. Uh, and you can find the band on there too. It's just at dragged under. Mm-hmm. Obviously I will be tagging the band as well. And then obviously I know everyone has seen the Twitter handle at dragged under WA. So again, thank you for coming on the show and thank you again for making some kick-ass music and enjoy the game, sir. My pleasure. Thank you very much. We'll talk to I'll see you or I guess I'll hear from you probably in a couple of days. Yes, you you will hear from me in a couple of days. (laughs) All right, dude. Well, congrats on the win. I know it hasn't happened yet, but uh, this is my prediction. Five to uh, five to two. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, I think that uh, Everly scores one. And I think uh, uh, Donato scores one. And that's it. That's the official prediction. I'll say the... You, when you say congrats on the win, I'll say that's from Anaheim since you're a Ducks fan. But I know no. our Locked On Ducks fan will love yeah. to hear, or our Locked On Ducks host will love to hear that you're a Ducks fan. Oh, is there like another another podcast that's like Locked On and like yes. different team? Yep, oh, cool. we have one for every team. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep, okay. you'll have to go check out the Ducks show. But you got while you check out the Ducks show, you guys check out Dragged Under. Wait, so you guys have a Kraken one too? Yep, they got a Kraken one as well. Oh my god, I didn't know this. All right, cool. Now I got some. I got some stuff I can listen to. <laughs> there you go. Right on. Well, thanks again for having me. Yeah, of course, sir. All right, we'll see you, brother.